1: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey
2: app. So we go back over to the Roman guest line, and we'll talk with our guy, Nick Costos. You hear him every single night right before this show, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. You better you bet. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my friend? What's
3: going on, guys? How we doing?
2: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, watching some college basketball, some NBA. So before we get into the Super Bowl, what do you like tonight? Uh, whether it's NBA, college basketball, on, Ryan, top on, twenty-five. Ryan. Ryan, what do you got? Nick, I apologize. Uh oh. I came on your show
1: and oh, and yeah. told everybody that the Sixers lock of the week,
0: lock lock of the are week, are the
1: best team I've ever seen. The Wizards suck and uh, take the overs on everybody. That was in fact false. How Was that yesterday? The Wizards went outright Two of the biggest uh, dogs of the NBA season. Can we get a little
0: accountability night. clap for Quentin? I'm trying. Like, I mean, just- I gave out. Just holding himself accountable, and I and
3: I and I took it, Quentin. And we said it was oh. a power hour because Ken was because Ken was like, "Yeah, I don't really like Billy in this spot. It's a big favorite." I was, like, you know what? Solidarity. Wow. I'm going to arrive as my guy, Quentin. Took oh. okay, it, lost. All good. We'll, we'll give you guys. We'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. All good. Thanks. It happens. Well, I like uh, I like Arizona.
2: I love Arizona tonight. Uh, what are you What are you doing tonight?
3: I have the over in that game. Um, oh. I have Arizona six and a half. Um, I bet Arizona State plus five and a half. Um, I've got the Lakers. I think that's it for games that have not yet started. So a bit of a light card for me tonight.
1: Nick, um, also, when I'm looking at uh, the league in general, talking about NBA, I, I remember you guys asked me about John Moran, but I don't remember your take on MVP betting as of late. Like, is there a value play that you see on the board right now overall?
3: Well, I mean, we 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 grabbed the prices with Embiid, and that was like that was okay. like interactive really when they were when he was a twelve to one, and not like he's the favorite obviously now. Yeah, yeah. But we did talk a little bit about Ja um, during the show today, and like not just MVP, but also like most improved player, which I think is a really interesting market. Um, and we just kind of like stumbled into this organically, kind of talking about this on the show today. Well, first off, for MVP, like I guess like. Derrick Rose is the only historical comp, right, as someone that comes out of nowhere to win MVP. Like, generally, it's someone that's finished you know, in the top three of the voting and then they win the next year. And, like, that obviously hasn't happened for John now. He's so awesome. And, like, listen, he beat my team last night in, like, in my stadium. And, like, I still love him. Like, his quotes after the game are amazing. I think he's, like, the biggest star in the league right now. I mean, you could make the case, like, Curry, LeBron, or whatever. But, like, I think he's the best new star in the NBA. I absolutely love him. It haunts me as a Knicks fan that – and get the third pick in that draft. Not that R.J. Barrett's bad, but I'd rather yeah. have Ja Morant. Yeah. But the most improved player, I think, is really interesting, right? Because Ja is the massive favorite to win that award, most improved player. He's minus three thirty-five at at, at Bent Rivers at least. I'm sure, like probably like similar odds. I'm sure at Bed MGM. But as you kind of like go down the board there, like there were a lot of like really interesting candidates. And after the game last night, um, after the Grizzlies beat the Knicks. Jaw was like Jaron Jackson, who was sitting next to him. Jaron Jackson should be the Defensive Player of the Year, and Desmond Bain should be Most Improved Player. So I don't know if Jaw's like doing that specifically to be like I want to be MVP. I don't want to win this award, but like Jaw is really just like saying like I'm kind of like I don't think he's doing it like that he's above it, but like he kind of is above that awarding yeah. campaign in front of his teammates to win it. So I think that's interesting, right? So I can see he, he's sucking up a lot of that probability, right, to win the award minus three thirty-five. So like Mikel Bridges is is uh is behind him right and uh, he's got a of odds Darius Garland um mm, and obviously I love Bane at thirty to one yeah so I mean like I just think it's interesting right if Ja himself is telling you that like vote someone else to win the award don't <laughs> vote me does that then mean that like the four guys behind him are all pretty valuable like is Bane valuable? is garland valuable is bridges valuable so i think like that's almost to me more interesting than like mvp like john's probably not going to win like he could win like i think Embiid or Jokic is probably likely to win curry maybe can like get, get back going here like uh because it looks like he's hot again now but i think that most improved player market is one that's really interesting
1: you also make a good point for those who are listening uh garland bridges both named all-stars this evening so that goes into nice. the uh, comeback. I, I just real quick, yeah. cause,
3: just because I forgotten, I'm sorry. Deshante Murray was also, like, in that, like, just behind yeah. Garland at 16-1, to 1, nominated for Western Conference Player of the Month. Like, not playing tonight against the Miami Heat, but Murray was another guy that's, like, in that range as well.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting because literally as we were coming back from break, Quentin and I were talking about exactly this is, like, if Jaw wins most improved, it kind of feels almost disrespectful to what he did last year, especially at the tail end of the last year, and, like, what most improved really means, especially since you're on a team with Desmond Bain, where he's really ascended from a player who's just a spot-up shooter yeah. to a guy who's doing so much more, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I really agree. And, like, you know who else agrees? Like, Ja Morant, like, literally, like, saying it to the media. So, like, I, I agree. Like, I mean, like... I guess like you can make the case that like going from Ja, like what he was last year to like like one of like the three best players in the league like merits this, but I, I agree. I feel like at the end of the day this award's going to go somewhere else, and Ja's a massive favorite, so maybe some value like whether you like Bridges, Garland, maybe all these guys, Bridges, Garland, Murray, and Bain. Like I think like one of those guys is probably likely to win.
0: You know what's really interesting is me and Ryan were talking about this yesterday. That Suns win over the Nets feels like the tipping point. Where people, even though the Nets are undermanned and they're not playing great, it feels like the tipping point for the public and the collective to start taking Suns futures bets. And just like that, it went from plus seven hundred before that game uh, for the Suns to win it all to I believe it's plus five hundred on the BetMGM app now. Right, Ryan? Yeah, five hundred. So it went from plus seven hundred to plus five hundred in a matter of moments. Um, what's your take on like the Suns as a futures bet and like that market moving significantly in like a one-game span?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that they're awesome. I don't know if I agree with, like, like off, like, a one-game span, like, that type of movement here. But, I mean, the Suns are absolutely awesome. I think that they're the best team right now. And, like, you know, they probably d- d- deserve to be getting, like, all the recognition that they're getting right now. You know, a conversation that we had on the show today was, you know, like, should you be betting betting Milwaukee right now to win the Eastern Conference? Like, Brooklyn's the like fa- I almost like I'm more interested in the Brooklyn part of this. Yeah. Like, as you started about Phoenix. Like, Phoenix is great. But, like, Brooklyn stinks. Like, yeah. and I don't think they stink overall. But like they're not good right now. Um, Kyrie's only playing road games right now, obviously. Kyrie's also sniping at Steve Nash, like like took a shot at Nash after the game last night. Um, Harden is fat and unhappy, um, and like there are a lot of fat unhappy people, I think, and like but most of them don't play in the NBA, and not that skinny people can't be unhappy, also. But you get my drift. So he's not happy right now. Durant's not there. So, like, and the team keeps losing. Like, they lose to Sacramento last night. And somehow, like, the Nets are still the favorite, like, to win the title and win the Eastern Conference. Like, does that make sense? No. Like, I think Milwaukee should be the favorite to win the Eastern. They're plus 275. Like, I think there's value there. Though we talked on the show today about the Celtics and even the Raptors, even in the Atlantic yeah. Division, where I don't know if you guys have, like, the standings up there. But, like, Boston and Toronto are not far behind Philly and Brooklyn in, in, the, uh, in the Atlantic. They're playing really well, yeah. And Boston's 26 and Toronto's 40. Mm-hmm. And, like, Philly's, like, minus 106, and Brooklyn's, like, minus 118. I don't think the Nets care about winning the division. Like, the Nets care about being on the other side of the bracket. as Milwaukee come playoff time when everyone's back and healthy. So, I just think those are some potential attack points here off of that Suns-Nets game. Like, yeah, like, the Suns are awesome. Like, they're the best team in the league right now. Like, also, like, they can lose to Milwaukee in the finals, or Golden State could beat them. So, I think it's, like, I'm less interested in Phoenix and more interested in some of the other opportunities
2: Nick, still uh, two weeks away from the big game. What props, like when you look at the prop market right now, obviously if you want to play like star players like Cooper Cup or Joe Mixon, those numbers are probably going to go up. But is there anything that you feel like you have to play here in the next, like, you know, three or four days because that number, the numbers are going to be so inflated when we get to the week of the Super Bowl. Everybody flies into Vegas. Anything that you've played so far or looking to play?
3: Yeah, I like uh, Beckham over receiving yards. Like that's like just as, I mean, like it's square, but it's also like really easy and I think it's just going to win and that's it. Um, I think he's been mispriced for like two months now. Um, he's finally gotten up into the sixties. He should be in the seventies. Um, I think he like easily goes over. Um at Bet i I'm sure you can do this at Bet MGM as well, but like we talked about it on the show today. Um at Rivers you can bet like alts for Beckham. So like you can bet like over seventy nine yeah. and a half, eighty nine and a half. But like at like clubs you can do this at all sports books, I'm sure. So I'm sure Bet MGM allows you to do that as well. It's so like I, I think Beckham can have a huge game, had nine for one thirteen in the NFC championship game. So Beckham's one that I think's like likely to go up. Um I like both Chase and Higgins. If I had to pick one of the two Bengals receivers, I would actually pick Chase, and I went away from Chase in the AFC Championship game, so I had the Higgins overs, and I stayed away from Chase because I felt Kansas City was really like the intention of the defense was yeah. going to be to take away Chase down the field. Yeah. I think in this game, like I think kind of like the way that you know people are going to handicap um, Bengals skill position players passing game-wise specifically against the Rams, is what do you think the Rams are gonna do with Jalen Ramsey? Like is Ramsey gonna shadow Jamar Chase? Is Ramsey gonna be in the star role, like basically marauding in the middle of the field? You know, I I've texted some people in the league. Um we had Ryan Baldinger on our show on Wednesday, and they've also all basically been like like like, Ramsey will shadow Chase on, like, first and goal from the three when Chase is split out wide like he was in the AFC Championship game and caught the fade for a touchdown. Otherwise, I think Ramsey's going to be in that star role, right, which means I think you're going to have a lot of opportunities for Jamar Chase, maybe not as much for T. Higgins, but I think the two guys are both so talented and in a big spot like this. I wouldn't bet either of their unders, but if I had to go in over, I would go Jamar Chase. And the last one that I'll give you, um, Cam Akers' rushing prop is, is bigger than it has been throughout the postseason here. It's at 64-and-a-half. Um, it concerns me a little bit because I do think Sony Michelle will be a little more involved in the Super Bowl. He was more involved in the NFC championship game than he was in the divisional round win um, on the road in Tampa Bay. But like, I mean, the Bengals can't stop anyone on the ground. They've been getting gorged on the ground all postseason. We saw it at the end of the regular season as well. No and Jovi, but the acres number. And like with the way that McVeigh honestly is going to call this game, like if they get a lead, like he's going to pack it in. He's going to be conservative. He always yeah. does. He stinks. So I think acres <laughs> over six Yes, I agree. Akers over 64 and a half rushing yards is one that I'm looking at as well. Does
0: that mean Nick that you're you would be interested in maybe taking a Tyler Boyd under?
3: Um maybe. Maybe I'd be interested in a under. Is a guy Boyd that under. takes his yeah.
2: overs every week. I, I will advise you guys probably to take his unders or just stay the hell away from him for like especially last week they get him three targets on the first two drives and then he doesn't see a target the rest of the game. I He's it's yeah, just not yeah, going to it's not going to happen for him. They do him, have man. two weeks to
0: think about it's it It's not going it to happen
2: for him though. I I take Joe Mixon's well, over.
3: I, I can't I can't criticize you for that void over against Kansas City. Like on field handicap wise, I think that made all the sense of the world like right. Matt Higgins with them taking away the D pass. I think that's kinda like the way the cookie crumbles sometimes and like Uzama going out maybe has something yeah, to do brutal. with that. So yep. it's like it's kinda it's kinda like tough to say, you know. I don't think like that's a bet that you should like feel bad about though, like after the fact. No. So yeah, like look like make, 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 like maybe a void over because a point under rather, because like I said, like I think this will be a game where the Bengals are taking more deep shots here. But I think there's a case to be made, like maybe like, you know, like if, if Burrow's in five wide and like they, they have no one protecting and he's got to get the ball out quickly, maybe it's Boyd. You know, I think we need to see if Uzama's going to play in the game here. So I guess the answer to that question is maybe. Um, but again, like the one that I feel best about would be Chase over. And I think he's got the chance to have like potentially be the game MVP if the Bengals win.
1: Nick, uh, I saw you guys tease this on social media. Uh, you had a lot of takes on – Futures in terms of Super Bowl MVP, could you do you care to bring some uh, insight in terms of what you're looking at for Super Bowl MVPs to our listeners?
3: Yeah, well, first off, I think it's like you know the the quarterback of the winning team is extremely likely to win, but it's kind of like trying to find like okay, like if you know we don't want to bet Burrow or Stafford, you know who do we want to bet? And I think the Bengals actually present like a couple interesting ones. So Chase is the guy that I would look, because I think like if the Bengals are going to win, like I feel like Chase has to have like a big game. So Chase is 15 to 1, I think, at Rivers. I don't know what it is at MGM. I'm yes, guessing like somewhere no in that range. But, but okay. So yeah, so 20 to 1. So that's, I think that's a good number on Jamar Chase. The guy that's really interesting, and I actually put a couple bucks on this, um, I bet Trey Hendrickson at 100 to 1 I at like bet Rivers. Uh, so yeah, so he's Cincinnati's best pass rusher. Like, is he like extremely likely to win the award? Like, no. Like, if he has like three sacks and like, a, like a two force fumbles or like returns a fumble for a touchdown, like, I think like the bet's unlikely to win, but I also think that it's mispriced. Like, I don't think Hendrickson should be 100 to 1. Like, for the Rams, if I'm looking like away from Stafford, like, Von Miller is going to be a really popular pick because he's won Super Bowl MVP. I'd probably look to stay away from him. Donald would be the guy I would rather bet, but yeah. Donald's a shorter odds. I think he's at like 16 or 18. I think I'd look at Beckham um, as a, and I'd look at Beckham over Cup. Um, I think the expectation is is that Cubs going to have a really good game. So, like, I think he has to, like, really outperform in order to, like, really get, like, the lion's share of the credit. Whereas if Beckham goes for, like, 120 and a touchdown in the game and the Rams win, like, he, it's a great story, too, with Beckham. Like, that's the other part of it. So, yeah, it's kind of like just, like, mining for, like, again, like, it's likely that if the Rams win, Stafford wins. And if the Bengals win, Burrow wins. But it's almost like, who do you think is mispriced a little bit? I think Hendrickson is the single most mispriced guy on the board. Like, he's the Bengals' best pass rusher. Like, the Rams' best pass rusher have two pass rushers at 25 to 1 or shorter. The Bengals' best pass rusher is at 100 to 1. Like, I think something's wrong with that.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing
4: how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: Nick, yeah, great point. Thank you so much for joining our show. Please enjoy the rest of your evening. Can't wait to have you on soon. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, looking Thanks, forward man. to coming
3: on next week. Wishing everyone, yeah, minimal sweats winning bets. The absolute very best of luck at all that jazz.
1: That's music to my ears. Nick Costos on the Roman guest line. Uh,
2: and, man, a part of You Better You Bet. Him.
1: OBJ,
0: by the way, MVP 25 to 1.
2: Yeah, and I, uh, him that. and Alan Bell said the same thing, man, his favorite prop. Well, he went with longest reception. I Everybody's on I don't Odell, love longest reception. I'm going to go receiving yards, Odell. I mean, but what was his longest reception? It was only like 20. 20-
1: Twenty and a half, and half 23, or twenty three, twenty three yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Odell Beckham can get a twenty. No, yard no, completion.
2: no. I do. I just don't want it to be like his longest reception is twenty two, and then oh, yeah. I lose by the hook. I'll the just hump. go full game because I agree he's gonna blow up. Yeah, i might yeah. like go under on. Cooper. I love. Well, I love. We'll talk, everything. We got all. Week, I've been but, on
1: Odell's overs since the freaking postseason. Since he, actually, since he got to the Rams, I was like, I'm just gonna bet his
2: overs blindly every single week. Cam and Akers rushing yards. Yeah. yeah, and anytime touchdown too. Cam, Cam Cam Akers. That was a good point about Cam Akers. His rushing yards being the highest they've been, and. Like, I guess it makes sense because the Bengals defensive line does give up a bunch of yards, but they're the same as Joe Mixon. I just don't think that should be the case. Yeah, no. that's weird. Also with uh, Cam Akers, it's like, is Sean McVay going to be
1: is disciplined enough to continue to go to him um, instead of just giving up if he's not popping on 10 yards? Right. A pop. Sean McVay used to be considered a great coach. Now people just claim clown him, especially on shows like our show. Bet MGM tonight.